There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird The relationship between aunts and uncles and their nieces and nephews is a special one. On May 1st, 1952, two-year-old Shirley Diane Weldon excitedly greeted her aunt at the door with a bear hug and a smile. But within a few hours, this little girl would find herself in the hospital on her way to death's door, all at the hand of her loving Aunt Earl. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On May 1st, 1952, two-year-old Shirley Diane Weldon ran to greet her Aunt Earl Dennison as she walked in the door of her Elmore County, Alabama home. Her aunt promptly scooped her up, placed her on her lap, and gave the young girl an orange soda to enjoy. Shortly after ingesting the sweet treat, the young girl began violently vomiting. Shirley's mother, her sister-in-law, deferred to Earl, who was a surgical nurse at the Wetumpka General Hospital for 25 years. As the girl writhed in pain, Earl gave her a Coke to settle her stomach. Things only grew worse, and they finally rushed the girl to the nearby hospital, the one where Earl had worked for so many years. When things started to take a turn for the worst... Earl mysteriously left the girl's bedside and made her way to the home of her insurance agent. She chose that minute to pay a policy that was about to lapse, a life insurance policy on her two-year-old niece that was about $6,500, which today is almost $63,000. After about five hours of intense stomach pains, Shirley Weldon tragically died in her hospital bed. Through the grief of a lost daughter, Cora Bell and her husband Gaston thought back to an almost identical scenario that almost destroyed their family years ago. On the day that Shirley was born, her older sister, Polly Ann, grew incredibly sick, once again with stomach pains, and shortly thereafter, passed away. The Weldons had just given birth to their new bundle of joy and had left Polly Ann with their Aunt Earl who took the new sister out for celebratory ice cream. Earl, just like with Shirley, just so happened to have an insurance policy taken out on the young girl, who, it should be mentioned, she had no biological ties to. Realizing lightning doesn't strike twice, the Weldons demanded an autopsy be performed. What they found was arsenic. The police were contacted and almost immediately found traces of arsenic in the cup that Earl gave her niece, as well as the bottle of cola she forced her to drink once getting sick. They also took Cora Bell's dress, the one that Shirley vomited on, and found arsenic there as well. Earl Dennison was arrested on May 8, 1952, and charged with the murder of Shirley Weldon. When police arrived at her home to take her into custody, they found Earl in her pajamas. Wishing to change into something a little more decent, the officers let Earl retreat into her room. After a few silent minutes, an officer opened the door to find Earl unconscious on her bed, having overdosed on barbiturates. They rushed her to the hospital where her stomach was pumped and she survived. A few days later, she was taken to a women's prison with her trial date set for August 14th. However, the day before the trial was to begin, 
Earl snuck a razor blade into her cell and, again, attempted suicide and was, again, unsuccessful. The trial began as scheduled and the all-male jury convicted Earl Dennison of the murder and sentenced her to death. This very quickly made national news. Earl Dennison was executed on September 4, 1953. She was the 16th woman to be condemned to Alabama's electric chair. The Weldon family would eventually win a $75,000 wrongful death settlement. It was unfathomable to them how a woman who was only related by marriage to these girls and had no insurable interest in the children could have taken out such a large policy on them. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on May 2nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.